All right, and welcome back to another episode of Rebel with a Cause. I am your host, Eric, and uh, tonight, no guests. No guests. I couldn't get anybody to bite and come on, uh, so that happens sometimes, and uh, because of that, uh, you get another news roundup. That's right, another news roundup episode from from your old buddy. All right, so... Uh, before we uh, get into everything, uh, you're going to want to check down in the show notes because I'm going to have all the links to the stories I'm going to talk about. And it's also going to feature uh, ways to get into contact with me. I've got an email address. Uh, I've got my anchor voicemail thing set up there. Uh, also, all the different ways you can support the show. We've got the Patreons, the subscribe stars, the the float, uh, just regular old cash app, PayPal, and all that other stuff on there. Uh, a Teespring store, which features uh, merch from the show, uh, dropped some new designs in there. So, hey, definitely go over there and check it out. It's just a click away down in the show notes. <laughs> I've actually had people say, I don't even look at those. I was like, well, you need to. That's where we get all the important information. And uh, so for this episode, all of the stories I'm going to talk about are going to be down there. So... Um, going to direct your attention back all the way back to November 2019 before all of the uh, COVID crazy and everything else going on. Uh, I had John on, uh, from, uh, Too Savage for Statists, as uh, a very popular Instagram, uh, profile. And, uh, he came on to talk about, uh, his dealings in Hong Kong with the protests at the Polytechnic University there. Uh, it was a pretty great episode, uh, it's about 50 minutes long, and it's a lot of information just kind of packed in there. Um, it's one of the few times I just kind of wind up the guest and just let him go. And uh, so that one's just called Hong Kong Report. If you're going back in the feed, kind of catch up uh, where we're at. And uh, so today, um, Hong Kong police make sweeping arrests as protests return. And uh, this is from Bloomberg. So the Hong Kong police are going around, and they're arresting hundreds of people. Um, some of the key activists... Uh, because the uh, protests have uh, begun to flare up again once the people figured out, hey, all right, we think we've hit the peak of this uh, pandemic garbage, and so now we're going to get back out in the street because don't think for a minute we haven't forgotten. And uh, everything's been relatively calm there since the implementation of a national security law. 270 people were arrested for illegal assembly as of 9 p.m. local time, and another 19 held for charges, including disorderly conduct obstructing and assaulting police. And what's weird about this is the Hong Kong police shared this on Facebook. I guess a uh, kind of little nod to the American people out there. So in some of the markets that attract a lot of tourists, uh, they did some very public uh, arrests, taking some of the demonstrators down to the, to the police station to charge them. And people are holding up a gesture um, where on one hand you show five fingers and on the other one you show one, uh, meaning so the five demands, not one less. And uh, that's one of the ways that they're uh, showing a protest. Um, so the protesters marched through the Kowloon area, blocked a city street, chanting pro-democracy slogans and holding up placards in defiance of social distancing restrictions. Uh, their main thrust was to protest Hong Kong's delayed legislative council election, which was scheduled to take place on Sunday, but has been pushed back a year due to coronavirus pandemic. Organizers also demanded no national security law, no health code ahead of the protests. And so the uh, the Hong Kong protests are back on it. Can't say that I blame them, um, but I think at this point uh, we might start seeing it uh, 
ratchet up again as almost as crazy as it got before with the, you know, bricks on the street, uh, Molotov cocktails to armored personnel carriers and, and literal archers, uh, flinging arrows over the wall at the, uh, at the Hong Kong police. Um, so again, uh, you can go back to that uh, episode, the Hong Kong report, definitely catch it from there. And, uh, this story again, I'm just going to kind of drop it off there, but, uh, yep. Hong Kong police are back on their shit. So, uh, let's see other, other international news. Uh, we don't really hear a whole lot what's going on with Julian Assange, but, uh, this according to the AP, uh, WikiLeaks Assange to fight U S extradition in a UK court after a decades of uh, legal drama. Uh, he's challenging the American authorities attempt to extradite him on spying charges over the site's publication of the secret U S military documents. The one in particular that was provided by then Bradley Manning, now Chelsea Manning, was the collateral murder video. And if you haven't seen that yet, uh, you definitely need to watch it. Uh, it's gruesome. Uh, an Apache gunship shoots a journalist because he's holding a tripod, which they're trying to say is an AK-47. Doesn't look like anything like an AK-47 in the video. And then when, you know, some guy and his kids show up in a van trying to help people out, uh, you know, they light up the van. And laugh about not bringing their kids to a battlefield, uh, because that's the typical human response after you've just murdered a guy in front of his family and nearly killed the kids, right? Yeah, that's the U.S. military documents they're talking about. There's other stuff that uh, Manning was able to secure for him as well. But the lawyers for Assange and the U.S. government are scheduled to face off in London on Monday at an extradition hearing that uh, was delayed by the coronavirus pandemic. So this is going to be a common theme going on now that things are starting to wind down, or at least you hope they're starting to wind down. Uh, they're going to start blaming everything on a coronavirus uh, delay. Uh, American prosecutors have indicted the 49-year-old Australian on 18 espionage and computer misuse charges, adding up to a maximum sentence of 175 years. I mean, at this point, you can just say, yeah, 25 years because you'll be dead, right? So silly. Uh, his lawyers say that the prosecution is politically motivated. No shit. Uh, abuse of power that will stifle press freedom and put journalists at risk. Uh, and it does, because I have a lot to disagree with the corporate press on most everything, but they still have the right to report on stories, even if it makes the government uncomfortable. In fact, I would uh, prefer them to print or uh, air stories that are uncomfortable to government because that's their fucking job. And uh, they're going to need sources and uh, informants and everything else to do this. And yes, they're going to come across allegedly secret stuff sometimes because that's how you do investigative journalism. Yeah, this is a free speech problem. This is a freedom of the press problem. This isn't Assange hacking into a, into a government computer and, you know, stealing information to give it to the enemy. I, I guess if you consider everyone the enemy, uh, yeah, maybe. American prosecutors are trying to lay this thing as, well, no, he's a criminal. And he's a criminal because we say so. He's not a free speech hero. So a lot of, this, this whole trial is going to be dirty, underhanded stuff uh, from the American side. And uh, hopefully, you know, you can cross your legs, cross, <laughs> cross your fingers, Cross everything and uh, hope that uh, Assange stays there in Britain and uh, is not extradited. We will, uh, we well, can only see. But again, 
down in the show notes. So I'm going to have a link to the story there. Uh, coming back to the good old USA, and we have a national story. Seems like national stories like this always go on repeat. Again, also from the AP. Harris warns suppression. Interference could alter election. That's right, folks. The Democrats haven't given up the uh, the tired line of voter suppression and uh, foreign intervention into the election. So uh, Democratic vice presidential nominee uh, Kamala Harris says foreign interference, doubt cast about the election by President Donald Trump and voter suppression could potentially cost her and Joe Biden the White House in November. That's going to cost her. Not her being a horrible prosecutor and a cop and a doddering old man who wrote the very crimes that BLM is protesting against. Democrats, you're you're trying to elect two cops to the highest offices in the land. And in the other side of your mouth, you're saying hashtag Black Lives Matter, and you're trying to elect two cops. Okay. That might have more to do with you not winning next month more than voter suppression or Daruskis. But here it is. And this next quote, I love it. I love it because it reeks of irony and a complete lack of self-awareness. So, quote, I am a realist about it. Joe is a realist about it. The California senator said during an interview with CNN's State of the Union that aired Sunday. You're a realist about it. If you're a realist about it, you said, you know what? I've got a horrible record as a prosecutor. And, you know, I kept a, a, a an innocent man in jail by suppressing his uh, exculpatory evidence. Uh, I'm just a terrible human being and people don't like me. And uh, my running mate is a doddering old man who doesn't know what day it is, much less what planet he's on. That's what being a realist about it would be. But no. No, we're going to blame voter suppression and uh, and Donald Trump. Orange man bad uh, above everything else. I hate defending Mango Mussolini. I hate it. All right. Stop making me do it. Uh, okay. So we got to, of course, get the get the corona in there. Uh, it'll be the first ele- U.S. election in over a century to be conducted during a pandemic, which is expected to lead to a massive surge in mail voting. Trump has repeatedly railed against the mail balloting, which he says without offering proof. (laughs) He's got to throw in a little jab. Without offering proof, this will lead to a widespread voter fraud. And for the first time in decades, both parties will be able to closely scrutinize who cast ballots due to a recent court ruling that wiped out tighter restrictions. And uh, don't don't worry. Uh, I've got a a choice story that uh, will offer the proof. But uh, nonetheless... We're continuing on uh, because this story isn't uh, already biased and one-sided as it is. We've now got to throw in conspiracy theories. That's right. Meanwhile, U.S. intelligence agencies have concluded Russia is once again attempting to interfere in the election by amplifying discord in the country. (sighs) Hold on. I need to take a drink from my cup. Uh, it's a lot of club soda and uh, a lot of whiskey. Oh, God, it burns. All right, uh, I'm going to light a cigarette because I haven't smoked in forever. But 
seeing the words uh, Russian interference uh, and U.S. intelligence agencies in the same sentence. <sighs> oh, that's better. Oh, all of life's problems disappear in a puff of smoke from my lungs. Ah, uh, let's see. Have concluded. Russia is once again attempting to interfere in the election. Bullshit. How many times does this have to be debunked? Proven false. Anybody who is saying this with trying to maintain a straight look on their face being called a liar because this is all lies. How many times? How how many times? We're going to go through this. Oh, but here we go. Again, uh, this adds up to a volatile environment that Harris says could alter the outcome. Uh, I've seen other stories uh, over the last couple of weeks that uh, pretty much says, hey, it doesn't really matter who's going to win. Uh, there's there's going to be fighting in the streets about it. And I'm tending to agree. Tending to agree. So, um, yeah, this will be uh, not good. Not good. Going forward. And uh, guess what, folks? That's next month. <laughs> uh, so when you hear this on Tuesday the 8th, you know, you got to understand November the 3rd, or are we doing the election on the, on the 2nd? I'm not sure when we're doing it, but uh, yeah, you know, it's less than a month away. It's not going to be fun. It's not going to be a fun day for anybody. I especially will try not to pay attention too much, but uh, yeah, here we goes. All right. So uh, coming home to Louisiana, we had a hurricane. Uh, you probably didn't hear about that because a... Um, kid with Asperger's or with autism decided he was going to drive to Kenosha, Washington, uh, not Kenosha, Washington, Kenosha, Wisconsin, and, uh, and, uh, shoot three Antifa guys when they were fucking around. And, uh, you didn't hear about that. Uh, you didn't hear about that. Uh, when Portland protesters, uh, decided they were just going to walk up and shoot a guy in a MAGA hat. Didn't hear about that. Uh, you didn't hear about the hurricane, uh, when we had more protesting and stuff getting smashed and buildings set on fire, protesters set on fire. Saw, saw one of those videos today and I can't stop watching it. <laughs> Come on guys, learn how to do a Molotov cocktail correctly. But, uh, yeah. So, uh, this one from Fox business, Louisiana power grid needs complete rebuild after hurricane Laura restoration to take weeks, weeks. Uh, main power utility for the southwest Louisiana will need to be rebuilt. The region's grid after Hurricane Laura blasted the region with 150 mile an hour winds. Category 4 hurricane made landfall last Thursday just south of Lake Charles near Cameron, damaging or destroying thousands of electrical poles as well as leaving catastrophic damages to transmission system for the southwest Louisiana. This is not a restoration, Entergy uh, Louisiana President and CEO Philip May said in a statement. It's almost a complete rebuild of our transmission and distribution system that serves Calcasieu and Cameron Parishes. Yeah, yeah, this is what happens when you have above-ground power lines. They're going to get knocked over in storms. Okay, it's a different story if you got above-ground power lines when we don't get wind events such as this. All right, if the worst that you're going to get is like a light rain and maybe a snowstorm or something, yeah, maybe an above-ground power line might make sense. All of this stuff needs to be put underground. Yes, it's expensive, but it needs to happen. Otherwise, you're just going to keep rebuilding it every couple of years when some storm comes through. So that's another story that's going to go in there. Uh, Lake Charles, folks. 
a lot of stuff happened. You had whole fronts of buildings uh, completely blown in from storm uh, winds, uh, winds, uh, high rain. Lake Charles itself uh, got a little bit of a storm surge. Uh, one of the casino boats. Now, for folks that out of state that don't understand this, the uh, casino boats are actually moored in place. Uh, when they first came out, yeah, they every day they had to go out and there was an actual captain on board, uh, but they don't have to do that anymore. Uh, it's just kind of nifty to be on board of a, you know, old fashioned like paddle boat that doesn't actually move anywhere. But, uh, you know, the Isle of Capri Casino ended up underneath the bridge on I-10 because it broke its moorings and that's where it ended up at. So it was a bad storm. It was a bad storm. Over here in Baton Rouge, we got a lot of rain, got a little bit of wind, a couple of tree limbs came down. No biggie. Can't say that over there in Lake Charles on the state line of there with Texas because I got the worst of it. It was a bad situation all the way around. It's just one of those things. It's, um, you know, it, it's a terrible thing. And when we get stuff like this, it's almost completely glossed over as to what else is happening going on in the country. But, uh, you know, because we have to make every little story a national issue. Can't make it just a local problem. So like uh, the, the Rittenhouse thing, I shouldn't know who that kid's name is. I should only be reported up there in Wisconsin and Illinois. The rest of the nation didn't need to see that. The rest of the nation doesn't care about that. They only care about it because the media makes it an issue. Okay. So, another thing down here in Louisiana, I decided I was going to do this story because of what was being reported in another story that I just talked about was the uh, offering no proof of voter fraud or election fraud. So, right here, KLFY, Acadia Parish, Louisiana, a unanimous six-person jury in the 15th Judicial District Court convicted a Crowley woman on election fraud charge. Dolores D. Handy was found guilty of violating Louisiana Revised Statute 18, 1461.7, subsection A, subsection 3, when she purposely failed to mark an elderly woman's voter ballot in the manner dictated by said voter. Attorney General Jeff Landry said, Maintaining voter integrity is the cornerstone of a free and fair election. My office will continue to protect its process and our most vulnerable citizens. Uh, I applaud AAG Joseph LeBeau and AAG John Russell for their efforts in protecting Louisiana voters. Today's conviction further supports my belief that every valid legal vote cast should be counted. Though the offense occurred in Acadia Parish, the case was transferred to Lafayette Parish by motion of the defendant, Landry said. Voter fraud undermines the very foundation of our democracy and is more egregious when perpetrated against vulnerable populations like elderly voters, as Secretary of State Kyle Ardwan. So, yes, if this is happening in Acadia Parish, Louisiana, it's happening elsewhere. So the national news is going to tell you that this stuff doesn't go on. It goes on every single election all around the country. Both parties, yes, Republicans, you too, get in on the election fraud. You've been doing it since 1850. Don't pretend like you don't. Yes, this stuff goes on. Yes, mail-in ballots typically is where a lot of stuff happens. Okay. 
even going back to the George Bush Al Gore, you know, they didn't want to count mail-in ballots from the military. So yeah, this stuff happens. CNN, you can say he offered it without proof all you want, but this stuff happens. This is a local story, but I guarantee you, if you're looking around in your state, you're going to find something similar. And even look in the last election and everything. So yes, a lot of the times, Orange Man, Mango Mussolini, as I like to call him, will talk in hyperbole, and will you will just talk big and just throw something out there. But nine times out of ten, there is some kind of fact to it. So, and again, I hate defending the guy. I really do. You know, just look up that We the Internet video of the guy who's constantly having to defend Donald Trump and doesn't want to do it. Yeah, I'm that guy. So, it's terrible. Okay, so we're going to leave on a... Uh, on a fun note, I say fun note because as soon as I saw this headline, I'm like, Ugh. so I'm going to get uh, my, uh, my cup, my Yeti cup filled with uh, whiskey and soda. Uh, take a big old drink. Maybe take another one. Oh my God. Um, several drops of CBD oil uh, just to calm my ass down. Uh, here it goes. Yahoo News. Thought capitalism couldn't get any worse? Meet the workplace spiritual consultants. <laughs> okay. Uh, Jessa Crispin from the UK Guardian. Fuck off. Number one. Anyways. <clears throat> so I'm going to try and get through this without, without being uh, a, a, an asshole about it, but I can already tell you right now it's not going to happen. So just be forewarned. So here it goes. Do you feel lost? Like your life has been drained of meaning or purpose? During your workday, do you wander from task to task in a daze, just waiting to be released from this painful monotony? Sidebar, this is literally written like this. Yeah, well, guess what? Your boss noticed, and now she's hired a spiritual consultant. Firms like Ritualist and Ritual Design Lab. There is also a robust selection of freelance consultants available, according to the quick and demoralizing Google I just did. Maintain. Maintain. Help corporations imbue the office space with what the New York Times calls some of the meaning that people use to derive from churches, temples, mosques, and the like. That sense of alignment with the divine, of guidance and belonging, of comfort and solidarity once provided by the act of congregation that maybe got soiled or complicated by things like child sex abuse scandals or religious community that struggled to incorporate cultural shifts like social justice movements can now be easily replaced by the same employer who recently refused to add dental to your health benefits. Um, okay. By promoting mindfulness and intention by participating in group rituals, by making even routine tasks meaningful and soulful, employers can make the workday a kind of a spiritual practice. To the consultancy agencies, I want to say one thing. Congratulations, you've just invented a cult. It's not a fuck. Never mind. All right. This is just the next inevitable step. To the secularization process. That's 
That's a made-up word. That divides ancient tradition from its larger context or meanings. The ancient tradition of yoga is no longer a philosophical discipline. It's about shapely buttocks. Witchcraft is not about overthrowing your... Wait, what is that? Witchcraft is not about overthrowing your oppressors? No. All right, anyways. But instead, about getting a raise at your job. Silicon Valley bros have been using the same psychedelics and mindfulness traditions once used to expand consciousness and pursue peace to increase productivity and come up with radical innovations like what if we took the experience of being a Zen monastery and tuned it into an app? This world can truly drain beauty out of anything and can try to sell you the husk. Only the grifters behind the trend is Casper Turcoil, author of The Power of Ritual, who, when he discovered that many people now turn to things like Soul Cycle to offer them a sense of belonging rooted in accountability, did not use it as an opportunity to realize that we are in the middle of a profound crisis of hopelessness and despair, but instead decided to use that to charge a lot of money to workplaces to tell them to be more like Soul Cycle. I cannot read any more of this drivel. <laughs> I cannot read another fucking syllable. I, I am refusing to do it. All right. If you want to, you want to read this story, it's going to be linked down at the bottom of the show notes because Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh my God. Um, <laughs> capitalism couldn't get worse. Uh, this is a free market success story. Somebody call Rollo. You mean to tell me that I can go to a corporation and act like their guru to get people back on task? And they'll pay me a consultancy fee for it? Are you fucking kidding me? That is the greatest fucking thing of all time. This is a success. This is not a horror story. I can't, I can't read any more of this story. I, I literally can't. I, I can't do it. There's not enough whiskey in the world for me to get through this. <sighs> all right. So that'll do it for this week. Uh, next week, I'm probably not going to have anyone else on again. That'll be another one of these news roundup shows. Please go down to the show notes. Take a look at all of the stories. If you, I mean, really, really just love sadism and check them out. Uh, so that's going to be it for this week on this show. But uh, while you're down there in the show notes, uh, you know, drop me a line. Hit me up at the rebel with a cause podcast at protonmail.com. If you want to send me an email, uh, I got the anchor voicemail on there so if you want to uh send me a clip with your voice you can do that if you're brave enough um and i'll play it on the show uh otherwise you know just ask me questions right there in the uh in the email and i'll get to them and every now and then i get some and that's always kind of fun when i do uh also if you could a lot of my listeners listen on apple on apple devices so if you could leave a rating and review because that'll help this podcast get in front of new eyeballs and inside new ears. I'd like to be inside virgin ears. I've never been inside of before so I can read asinine stories about spiritual gurus in the workplace. Um, so going forward, please check the show notes on every episode because it's going to be chock full of information. Okay. And it's also got all the different ways that you can help support the show. You know, I would say keep the lights on around here, but that's my day job that keeps the light on around here. Uh, this, you know, 
anything that I make from the show, it goes right back into the show. So I'm either going to use it to, uh, to add, you know, make ads and put them out there. Um, or it's going to go for reference materials, equipment, because, you know, I, I bought everything on the cheap and I'd like to make the show better for you, the listener. So if you guys could check all that out in the show notes, but until next time, I'll have more stories. I'm sure maybe a guest who knows life is crazy these days and it doesn't seem like it's going to get sane anytime soon. But with that, guys, uh, take it easy. We'll come at you next time with a brand new episode of Rebel with a Cause. Out. <laughs>